Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show on iHeart, Radio MD, or wherever you download us from. Thank you for doing that. This is your host, Dr. Mike Roizen, and you are the reason we do this. We're brought to you, as usual, by Life's First Naturals, the makers of True Biotics and Bovine Colostrum, two things I take. Go to their website, lifesfirstnaturals.com, and see the data that shows you why I take it, randomized controlled trials that show the benefits for the probiotic, probiotics, especially for osteoarthritis and for gastric upset, and of course, the bovine colostrum for preventing the adverse effects of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs such as ibuprofen, but also aspirin, and also decreasing upper respiratory infections in randomized controlled trials, increasing the outcome benefits of young kids when their mothers take it, of infants when their mothers take it, under six years of age. This News of the Week, the headline actually, and we should make this the headline of maybe the month, we now know why ACE inhibitors don't block COVID-19. That's right. It was known that the COVID-19 virus needed, or thought known, that the COVID-19 virus needed the ACE receptor for its entry into cells. That's right. The spike protein uses that entryway to get in. And remember, we made the vaccines, or not we, but the companies like Pfizer and Novavax and Moderna made the vaccines against various spike proteins. And that's how you decreased its prevalence and incidence of the disease with the vaccine. But it turned out you still got it in some people and increasingly prevalent as time went on. Well, it turns out and that ACE inhibitors didn't block it like they should have. ACE inhibitor, common drug to lower blood pressure. And so it was thought, wow, we can do this. But in fact, we couldn't do it because they didn't block it because there's another entry point that is the TMEM, T-M-E-M 106B, is a receptor, like ACE2, but a separate receptor, that gets in, and especially into brain cells. The great news is if you block the entry with a drug that blocks the TMEM 106B protein receptor site on cells, you block the the virus getting in and block replication. So another therapy may be ACE and TMEM 106B inhibitors, and those may do the trick in the future. Maybe a pill to stop the disease. And to stop what's most important, this is the receptor in the brain where it gets in, and maybe it'll stop that long COVID brain fog. No clear data on that yet. But that's the headline of the week, receptor-wise. We're on our way to learning much more. And that's why we always say you are a genetic engineer for you. Medicine has been increasingly available. 
to help you be a genetic engineer for you. Stay tuned. If you get 30 years younger with things you love to do and that love your body back, then medicine may have some more things that you can do to help you engineer which of your genes are on or not so you can get really young. But in the meantime, you want to prevent those illnesses and you want to prevent structural change by doing things you love to do that love you back. That's what our other sponsor, longevityplaybook.com, is all about, helping curate choices for you that you want to do that help you get younger. You don't have to do everything. You only do those things that you love to do and that'll love you back. And that's the secret of the longevity playbook, getting things you love to do that'll love you back. GLPs and GIPs and SGLT1s that are used for managing diabetes seem to have struck a nerve and they lower weight in a lot of people. Yeah, maybe as much as 24% of weight. And do you have to keep taking them forever? Maybe. But they also decrease heart disease in the diabetics, and they decrease craving, at least in some people, for alcohol, and craving, at least in some people, for drugs, opioids. So this may be a real answer if we can just spread it in the bread like we do folate and prevent spina bifida in youth. That's how we've done that. Just spread it in the bread. Moms eat bread all the time. Women eat bread and pasta before they're going to get pregnant all the time, incidentally, and that prevents spina bifida if they aren't smart enough to take a multivitamin or able to take a multivitamin for some reason. But maybe we can do it with the GLPs and the GIPs. Now, the problem is, do we have enough long-term data? No. But maybe this will be a great thing. And there's some suggestion, maybe a few cause, maybe there's something of increased suicide rate. We don't know because the, you'd have to do a randomized controlled trial looking at these versus others. My guess is this group has a higher suicide rate before they take these drugs. Loneliness does contribute to heart disease risk. How do you get rid of loneliness? That's a key, and the key point on that is to get rid of it, find a group you love, find something you love doing, but perceived loneliness is a strong predictor for cardiovascular risk. You can ask three questions, including yourself, how many people are living together in your household? How often do you visit friends or family or have them visit you? And which of the following leisure social activities do you engage in once a week or more? High-risk isolation factors is living alone, having friends and family visit less than once a month, and no participation in social activities at least once a week. How much did that increase the risk? About 30%. Huge increase in risk of sudden or increased death. So isolation and perceptions of loneliness are. The other thing is, if you've got a mental problem, totally different story. If you have a mental problem and you have joint pain and are suffering and think your mental problem is getting worse because of your immobility, well, unfortunately, fixing the joint didn't fix the mental problem. The next story I hope to get to is that 
isolated hyperuricemia. Do you know your uric acid level? Well, get it below 5.5 because above 5.5, it increases renal dysfunction and increases heart disease in large studies. The next story, again, this is 1157A of You, the Owner's Manual, brought to you by lifesfirstnaturals.com and the longevityplaybook.com. The next story is that coffee drinkers are different than caffeine drinkers from a standpoint of what happens in your brain. If you drink caffeine, if you eat just pure caffeine like in an energy drink, not the coffee, but the caffeine, what happens is you're ready for activity, but you don't make the executive decision to do it. With coffee, you not only are ready for activity and geared up for it, but you make decisions to do it. It gears up your executive function, and there's something about coffee that is much different in brain function scans than just caffeine alone. Go for the coffee not for just the caffeine. Now, the decaf coffee seems to have about half the benefits for preventing Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and 11 cancers, as does coffee. We don't know about caffeine per se, but you'd assume, based on that data, that caffeine has some of the benefits too. And by the way, we've had some great guests, and I really mean it, just some great guests One of my favorite guests is Built to Move. About three weeks before that was Aboob's Life. Again, a great interview. She did just a superb, superb job as an interviewee. I must tell you that that we've had just some wonderful B segments, the Bs on this show I have no idea why I brought that up now other than just to tell you that our guests are really have been superb. Head injury, you don't want to be obese. This goes to a series of studies showing that if you're healthy before you get an illness, whether it is cancer or head injury or even arthritis, you do much better if you're healthy beforehand. Obesity delayed recovery from head injuries in this study. One of the worst studies is that there's arsenic in these kids' food in a poor area of Syracuse, New York, and those kids with higher arsenic burden had subclinical cardiovascular disease. We don't know where they're getting the arsenic from. It must be from rice or something else because it wasn't in the drinking water. It wasn't in the plants around their home or in the breath of in the air of their home. One of the good news stories, virtual blood pressure monitoring, that is doing it at home and sending it to your doc, decreased readmissions among postpartum patients. Those are the, and by far the study that surprised me the most this week was that women who have to have a repeat mammogram, that is because of, quote, dense breasts, would prefer contrast enhanced, that is putting an IV in and getting more x-rays over MRI. And why did they prefer contrast enhanced? It was the noise 
and the claustrophobia of the MRI as opposed to the injection and the positioning, which they didn't like or in the contrast enhanced mammography, but 70% of them preferred that over MRI. Surprised the heck out of me. I would have gone the other way. Okay, the key takeaway, get your uric acid under 5.5 and make sure it stays there and enjoy coffee, not energy drinks with caffeine, but coffee is the key to getting you to take actions that are healthy for you and that are productive for you. This has been 1157A of You, the Owner's Manual radio podcast with your host, Dr. Mike Roizen. And of course, you, the reason we do this, our audience. Thanks for downloading us. Tell others about us. We hope you'll keep downloading us weekly. Remember to go to the sponsors. Even if you just visit their website, it's a benefit for us and for them. Lifefirstnaturals.com, look at True Biotics, as well as Bovine Colostrum, and the longevityplaybook.com, where I, it's like having me in your pocket 24-7. You don't have to pay $100,000 for a longevity consult. You've got me in your pocket if you want to do it. Thanks very much. We'll be back next week. This is Dr. Mike Royson. Thank you.